It's time for JT the Brick. Did I miss anything? If these guys on this team aren't as pissed off as I am by the coverage of the national media, the amount of disrespect I see this team getting, these guys should be angry and pissed off at the way they're being treated and looked at. Most people don't think that the Raiders are going to compete and do anything. They all think we suck. Always negative on the Raiders nationally. As the pundits are saying, we're a four-win team, we're a five-win team, but I am specifically calling out some of the loud voices in the Raider Nation. JT the Brick. It's Raider bias. It's the whole reason I'm on the radio is to just try to control the narrative a little bit better. Now I got your attention. On good days, we need to be great. Put that in a promo in three, two, and one. On good days, we need to be great around here. Do we all agree? And now, the Pied Piper of Raider Nation Radio. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate. you We call that the call-out open where I believe I'm calling you out today. We need to do that today. Today, which is, I believe, Thursday, as I'm in the middle of the wash of my life trying to figure out what day it is as we open up the show on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Big day today. I took my wife to the airport at 4.30 in the morning. She's back for Illinois, her alma mater, Penn State. Girls trip there. Then I was at the building at 6.30 in the morning to interview Josh McDaniels. As he's in West Virginia, we put that in a can. He was really good. He's got a lot of respect for Buffalo, man. A lot of respect for Josh Allen, I can tell you that much. And then we start today here on what is our game plan. Remember, we've done this now since we started this flagship station. I did it before. By Thursday, we put the game plan into place on how to beat the Bills. The most complex and most detailed of the season. Of the season. I know Kansas City's game plan blindfolded. Blindfolded. If you don't guard Kelsey, the game's over. Misdirection. Remember the word? There it is, Bobby. Misdirection. We start a play to the right. We bring it to the left. All chaos. We can't tackle. Kansas City wins every game. So every year, twice, I get into the misdirection on how to get a linebacker, how to put him on Kelsey. Either punch him in the mouth, don't give him space. Oh, Tyreek Hill, he's gone now. And who else do we guard? In Kansas City, I can do blindfolded. I I haven't had to do the Buffalo Bills a lot here. You know, I haven't had to do the Bills. And without a doubt, this is the game on the entire bleeping schedule, which I believe is the toughest game. Everything that's mounting against the Raiders would be this game. But they're playing with house money. They won the game. They came out and they beat Denver in Denver, and they played really well as they closed out that game. So I'm optimistic that they can stay in this game. You notice I'm not saying, well, they can blow them out. No, that would be ridiculous. We had callers last week. We're going to beat Denver 42-3. to What are you, nuts? I told you it was going to be a heart attack game. It was going to come down to the last play. I was right. I said whoever had it last was going to win. Jimmy G stayed in bounds on third and seven, ran for eight, pumped his fist, and the Raider Nation is 1-0. This game, there's two ways I'm looking at it. I got the gen stats in front of me. Unfortunately, it's not week six, seven, nine where I could really dive into the stats with you. I could tell you what the Raiders' percentage is on third down. I could tell you how many times they're running it compared to throwing it. We can't do any of that now. It's week two. Stats don't matter. Buffalo lost in an ugly way, man. They lost on 9-11 in the tri-state area of New York. Aaron Rodgers ran out with the American flag, tore his Achilles, and they couldn't beat the backup. They couldn't beat the backup, Zach Wilson, and the Jets want nothing to do with Zach Wilson. 
It was one of the most uncomfortable moves in New York, including the Giants, who had the worst loss of week one. How about that weekend at the Meadowlands? How about that weekend of that crap that we saw in MetLife in 24 hours? Giants lose 40 to nothing, worst loss in franchise history, pound for pound. Then the Jets win, but they lose Aaron Rodgers for the season. And Buffalo was right in the middle of it. When the Giants were playing on Sunday night, Buffalo was there. They were there. They already traveled from Buffalo to their team hotel. They were there around 9-11 and all that. It was an emotional game, and they had nothing. They, they couldn't rally and beat Zach Wilson and the Jets. So what do you think Buffalo's going to do in this game? I'll go first. You start dialing. 702-365-9200. We want the best callers if they can get through of the Raider Nation on this show in this time slot. You can call anybody else you want. I demand excellence here with the Raider Nation. I want the best from the black hole all the way to Buffalo, all points around the world coming in here today, how to beat the Bills because this is it. This is a big test. If the Raiders beat the Bills, it will be an earthquake and a hurricane combined at ESPN, Fox, and NFL Network. They'll freak out. They'll start calling the Raiders, can we get your quarterback on? Oh, can we get the coach on? We thought you sucked two weeks ago, but now you won. Can we kiss your ass and get all your guys on our shows? I've seen that before. They don't think the Raiders can win this game. I didn't think the Raiders could win the game when the schedule came out. None of you guys, as they say in Goodfellas, none of you guys circled Buffalo as a win. I can promise you the Vegas Insiders got the team winning six games. USA Today's got them winning three. You expect me to believe that you had on your refrigerator Raiders winning at Buffalo? I've been down this road before, man. Not my first rodeo. You got to tell me how we're going to win this game. We, the season ticket holders, the proud members of the Raider Nation. And I'll go first. I think the Raiders got two options in this game. One is all Josh Jacobs. He led the league in rushing. You just win or lose with Josh. You with me? You, you hand the ball off to the leading rusher in the league and you take your shot that way. That's your plan, like going to the blackjack table. Are you going to hit on a certain number? You go up to the blackjack table, you have a plan. Remember, house money. Las Vegas is playing with house money. 1-0, Bills are 0-1. So my first plan would be run the ball. Run it. The offensive line is not elite for the Raiders. They're a work in progress, but they're getting better. Run it behind Colton Miller. Run it behind Andre James and move the clock. That's plan number one. Plan number two is like a Mike Tyson fight. It's a home game, home opener, flyover for them, the whole thing. They come out, punch the Raiders right in the mouth. First round, you don't know if you're going to have to, you're not throwing the towel, but you're going to have to get out of that first quarter. It could get ugly. And then you got to embrace the shootout with Jimmy G, Devontae, and the rest of them. Those are your two choices. Where do you want to go? Do you want to embrace the shootout? And go in there like Mr. Beer Muscles, Mr. Tough Guy. Yeah, we can go back and forth with Stefan Giggs, Gabe Davis, Josh Allen. We'll go fight you. We'll go fight you in any parking lot anywhere, and we'll go play your game. Or do you play the Raiders game, which is Josh McDaniels, third and short, and play that all day and just get to halftime? That's my opinion. Just get to halftime in this game with a manageable score. What would manageable be? 17-14, 21-17, whatever it is. Make it manageable. Not 21-3, not 17-0. If that happens, the game is over. The game is over if this game gets out out of hand. Just like a Kansas City game. Don't let it get out of hand. It could get ugly. Raiders played in a lot of one-score games. 
last year and lost. Lost five games with double-digit leads. Now the Raiders got to find a way to win. The all-time series between the Raiders and the Buffalo Bills is tied at 21. 21 all, including a, play, a, play, a pair of playoff meetings in 1980 and 83. The Bills won both of those games. The Bills have won the two most recent matchups, a 20-point win in Buffalo in 2017. I was there, and a 7-point win in Las Vegas in 2020, which I was there for. And Josh Allen in that game, very interesting game there. I brought up the numbers for that. So the Raiders are 1-0 following the 17-16 win at the Broncos in Week 1. It's the fourth time the Raiders opened a season with a win while scoring fewer than 20 points. Wow. That's a big deal. So as I have all the stats here in front of me, I'm trying to figure it out. This is either going to be a game in the trenches on the ground or it's going to be an aerial assault. Perfect weather, by the way. I was supposed to go. Raiders left a week early. Couldn't go. I just couldn't take off from Sirius XM in here for a week. And I decided to stay back. I wish I would have went. I love going to Buffalo. I went to college an hour away from there. A lot of my buddies are going to be there. And that's how we're playing this out. Raiders got to win the game. Now they have house money and a puncher's chance. Before the season started, I did not know if they'd win week one. I thought they were better than Denver. They won. And I thought all they had, all they had in Buffalo was a puncher's chance. That's about it. It's about it. Puncher's chance, maybe a knockout punch. But now after watching Josh Allen play the other night and Buffalo stink up the joint, stink up the joint at MetLife, I watched it. My eyes watched the game. I think that the Raiders have a chance to win this game. But they've got to come out of the tunnel in the third quarter, look at the scoreboard and say, we're here. We're right in this game. We got a chance. And I don't know how the game's going to go. But last week, Sean Payton opened up the game with an onside kick. How arrogant was that? How arrogant was Sean Payton? They almost recovered it, barely touched it, and the Raiders got the ball and scored on that first drive. So I would think if Buffalo wins, they're going to defer to the Raiders. They're going to come out, play a little bit of defense. They got a good defense. They got a good defense, better than the Raiders. If we look at the talent that they got, Milano at linebacker, he could pick off the ball. They got a pretty good secondary. And then on top of that, DeMar Hamlin, who's supposed to play in this game, the fact that he almost died last year in Cincinnati, that's going to bring a lot of emotion too. So the show started 10 minutes ago. I'm ready to start. Give me your opinion on how the Raiders win the game. We'll have the head coach tomorrow in this time slot. We'll have the head coach of the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, my conversation with him, 702-365-9200 if you want to get in here. And, look, Kansas City's got to play in Jacksonville. Uh, That's not going to be easy. That's the home opener in Jacksonville. They're a good team. I got them winning the division, Jacksonville, and I also have Kansas City winning the division, the AFC West. That's going to be a preview of a playoff game. We have a Thursday night game tonight in Philadelphia, Vikings and the Eagles. If I'm the, I, I just, the only team I despise in sports are the Eagles. I grew up hating the Red Sox, you know, hating a lot of teams. I don't hate anything anymore. The Eagles are the team that I root the most against. I root against the Red Sox. I root against some teams that play the teams I like. I root against Kansas City, but I really root against the Eagles, but not tonight. I'd like to see the Eagles beat the Vikings because the Vikings come to the Raiders later in the season, and I'd like to see the Vikings in chaos early this season, starting off 0-2. And then the other Sunday games that we'll keep an eye on that are really important in the division, the Chargers are at the Titans. Both teams are 0-1. Remember last year, the Raiders started off slow and went into Nashville. That was a trip I went on, and the Raiders lost. 
Darren Waller let a ball go through his hands at the goal line. We lost that game in Nashville and got Nashville going. Nashville got on a big run. The Titans after that. If the Chargers lose to the Titans, they go 0-2. Then the Chargers play Minnesota before the Raiders. There's a chance the Chargers could be 0-3 coming into our game. Raiders at L.A., and that's a home game for the Silver and Black. And the Chiefs at the Jaguars here. Kansas City is a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. I think Jacksonville's going to give them everything in that game. Jets have to go take on the Cowboys without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Dallas is a nine-point favorite there. And the Broncos are at home against the Commanders. Commanders are 1-0. They're not a really powerful team, but if they win that game, the wheels are going to come off in Denver. I think Denver will win that game to get back to 1-1. One and, one. and the Browns play the Steelers on Monday night. Very important point here, Bobby. The, the Steelers play Monday night at home, and then on a short week they come to Vegas for our opener here. So the Raiders are getting a little bit of an advantage. They're playing the Bills, who are on a short week. They played Monday night. And the Raiders are going to play the Steelers on a short week as they play this Monday night. So that's what I have in the monologue brought to you by PTs, the best happy hour in town. Head on out to PTs, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. I just got an email today from my friends over at PTs. They have a whole bunch of promotions during football season. So if you go to PTs often and you love to go there like I do, you'll love some of the promotions that they have, especially on game day for your chance to score. For the Raider bag that they have, the pubs, the prize package, uh, they got a lot going on here. They have two game tickets at Allegiant Stadium, a $100 rideshare credit, a $100 Allegiant bar credit, and a Vegas football game day gig, uh, game day gear. I'll do that live read again. That's a lot to bring in here, but they have a lot going on. Raiding the pubs at PTs as they fuel the monologue. So that's where we are. Long day today, good day today. I'm excited for Thursday night football. Excited to relax a little bit this weekend, and we're in the rhythm now. It's a six-day-a-week work week. We start on Sunday with the Braiders pregame show. Early start. We'll be on, I think, at 8.15 in the morning because they play in Buffalo. 10 o'clock start there along with Eric Allen on Compass Media Networks and Raider Nation Radio. Early start. We only have two earlier games this year back east at Miami, at Buffalo. And the coach, we'll hear it more tomorrow. Good conversation with the coach about being back in West Virginia. You know, I don't know if it's going to work or not, but it's a good roll of the dice. The guys were off the grid for the week. Off the grid. No wives, no kids, nowhere to go, no bars. They're, they're, they are at the Greenbrier, which is one of the great resorts in the world. You got to wear a dinner jacket. You got to wear a dinner jacket to get into the dining room there. Uh, I think there was a Vic wrote about that. Vic Tafer wrote a great column on that at the Athletic, and the coach seems to be very happy, very content, but very focused. Coach McDaniel's has a significant winning record in Buffalo. Now it was with the Patriots, but that guy knows how to win, and they won a lot of games. Now he's the head coach of the Raiders. He's going to have to find a way to do it. Here's Chris in West Oakland, an adrenaline shot to start us off. What's happening, Chris? Hey, JT, not going to be able to call tomorrow, so I wanted to get in with my prediction and everything. I- I'm I'm with you about the puncher's chance in Buffalo. Let me tell you first what I think the Raiders need to do. Then I'll tell you whether I think they can need to do it or not. Number one, 
I don't believe 17 points is going to get it like they did in Denver. I think this thing, I don't believe, I think Buffalo too good. I think Josh Allen's going to come out and have a much better game. I think the Raiders, in order to win this game, are going to have to probably score closer to 30 or over 30 points to do it. I just don't think 17 is going to get it. I want to see some more explosive plays down the field with uh, Jimmy G to Devontae or, you know, Jacoby, uh, hopefully Jacoby Myers is able to play. I just think they're going to need some big chunk plays huge yardage and they're going to have to score a touchdown because again i don't believe they can win this game 17 to 16 i think it's going to have to be somewhere along the lines of 34 to 31 what worries me the most jt is it's going to be an emotional game with demar hamlet i know it's a short week but new york to buffalo that's a pretty short trip it's, and it's early in the year i don't think the short week takes its toll as much as it would later in the season what josh allen does recently especially is what the raiders don't do Josh Allen throws interceptions. The Raiders still have to prove to me these guys can force turnovers, get significant pressure, and actually catch the ball. Sean McDermott's a pretty good coach, and if I'm watching the film last week, I'm going into the game with the idea that Josh Allen's going to throw the ball 40 times a game, not 20 and pound the ball. I'm going to make the Raiders secondary prove they can stop me. I'm not going to run the ball up the middle like Sean Payton inexplicably decided to do in the, in the second half on, on Sunday. So when it gets right down to it, JT, I want to see Josh. If Josh Jacobs, he probably needs a big chunk of run, run as well. I don't need that. He, I don't think he needs to go for 150 yards, but I do think he needs a couple of big runs, big plays in the run game. The Raiders need to keep it close. Hopefully, they can steal it in the end. They got to put much more pressure on Allen and put a spy because much like Russell Wilson, we all know what Josh Allen can do with his legs. So I said at the start of the year, looking at the schedule, JT. I'd be happy with the split. I expected them to win in Denver. The Raiders always beat Denver. It's seven straight. They, that's nothing. That's nothing new. They need to prove they can go out. Some of these new guys on defense. Give me two interceptions. You're not going to beat Buffalo without winning the turnover battle like you did in Denver. You've got to go out. You've got to put pressure. Maybe take some chances with some blitzes. See if you can get Josh Allen to make a mistake. And then when he does throw it to a defensive back, catch the damn ball. So that being said, JT, my prediction for the game, I know what the Raiders need to do. I just can't predict the victory in Buffalo. I think they can keep it close. I want nothing more. You know I'm a diehard fan, but like you, JT, I dip myself in reality. I can't predict the Raiders' victory in Buffalo, but I can't predict the close enough score that maybe they can go out and steal one in the end. I don't see them getting boat raced and blown off the field. I think they'll be well-prepared. But this team's got to win the turnover battle. They've got to have a couple of things go wrong, and they've got to make a couple of huge mistakes mm -hmm. pay off from Buffalo. I'm going to say 34-24 Buffalo at the end, but if the Raiders can swing that turnover battle, then they've got a chance to shock the world and come back home against Pittsburgh 2-0. Thank you, my friend. Have a great weekend. Have a good weekend, Chris. Sunday, hopefully after a victory. Yeah, I hope so, too. Bobby, save that call. I'd love to play it back where Chris predicts the Raiders lose 34-24. to He's dipping the show in reality, which is okay, but I've never done that before. I never predict the loss. I could say it's going to be tough, and Chris doesn't predict losses. He knows I'm having fun with him, but he's a diehard Raider fan, and he, he thinks it's a 10-point game for Buffalo. I'm looking at the injury report. Devontae Adams, questionable. Jimmy G, questionable. We know they're both going to play. DeAndre Carter, questionable. Trayvon Merrick, questionable. And Jacoby Myers, a big one. Uh, he's in protocol. He's questionable. Buffalo has a clean, clean injury report. No one's on it today. There's a lot of guys look chipped up or banged up there, but I don't know. I don't know if Devontae got a day off. You know, Devontae's fine. 
most likely. But there are some guys on that injury report here that we're going to have to keep an eye on. He's right. Chris and I agree on a lot. I count on Chris and a a handful of my friends to kind of set the tone on what a Raider game looks like. So I agree with a lot of what he says, and I agree with him. I don't think you should ever run the ball on the Raiders. You're giving the Raiders a free play to tackle you. I think the Raiders struggle in the passing game. I think you should throw on the Raiders all day until they prove they can stop you. The Raiders don't intercept the ball. When was the last time they intercepted the ball, right? They don't do that. They don't cover the middle of the field. They did better in Denver. Why would you do anything else other than pass on every play against the Raiders until they prove they can stop it? And I think they've proven that they brought in better players, smarter, faster, disruptors, and more explosive. But this is one of the best passers in the league who's super mobile outside the pocket, can extend plays, and Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs are tough to guard after about three seconds. It's tough. They know how to come back to the ball. They know how to get behind you. So I think they're going to throw it a lot. In the loss, in the loss to the Jets, how much? How many times they do Yeah, Josh Allen, 29 of 41, 236, one touchdown, three interceptions, and a fumble. Lost. He had an awful game. He arguably had the worst game in football in week one. Eli, on the flagship of the Silver and Black on 920 here in Vegas. Go ahead. Hey, JT. Yeah, I'm excited about this weekend's game. I think we're going to win it. And I think the two keys for us is we need to minimize our penalties and make our tackles. If we do that, this game could be ours. I think we'll do everything else right. And I'm predicting a 27-24 Raider victory. That's what I see the score being, Eli, if they win. If they do win this game, I see the score being somewhere in that range, 27-24, 26-23. Somewhere in that range where the Raiders embrace the shootout. They have a couple of big plays. Maybe they turn it over, intercept the ball on Buffalo's 30, get a quick field goal or a touchdown. They got some momentum going here. I just don't think you can go back and forth with Buffalo. Uh, go back and forth with them and find a way to uh, get it done unless you have explosive plays, and Jimmy G can do that. Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo, but Jimmy Garoppolo's played in bigger games than Josh Allen over a longer period of time. Recently, Josh Allen in the AFC Championship Games losses, he's been one step away from the Super Bowl, and he didn't look like a Super Bowl quarterback in that first game. He did not. He did not look like a Super Bowl quarterback. They're freaking out in Buffalo. Mike Catalano is going to join us later in the show. I was on his show yesterday. He's coming on today. He's going to join us at the top of next hour. Lee Sterling is going to give you three games for free. So he's our prognosticator. He's got three games against the spread for free. And I think his game of the week is the Raider game. So stick around for that. That's coming up. And then Johnny Katz is going to talk about entertainment. There's kind of a conspiracy theory going on in town. There was a major hacking of major computer hacking in town. I don't know if anybody's allowed to talk about it or not. It's global news. No one's talking about it. What happened with the Ed Sheeran concert? Who's coming to concert? What's going on with you 2 at the Sphere? Is that going to go off without a hitch? And then we have F1 around the corner. Johnny Katz is going to join us from the Review Journal. Johnny Katz will take us through what Vegas looks like in the next couple of months, the sports and entertainment capital of the world. Monologue brought to you by the DeCastaverde Law Group. If you get in a, into a casino accident, I didn't realize how many there are in this town where you can get injured inside a casino. The brothers have your back. They'll help you out. 702-222-9999. Our law group here on Raider Nation Radio for my show 
Orlando and Alex DeCastaverde have your back if you get injured in an accident. Let's fly today. Let's try to find a way to beat Buffalo. Garoppolo sends Myers in motion under center. The snap rolls out to his right to throw in for it on fourth down. Pump fakes, lobs. Adams has it at the 22, and he's belted on a fourth down conversion. Damari Mathis made the tackle on the far sideline, but on fourth and inches, the 12-yard pass to Devontae Adams for a first down. Jason Horowitz on the call. Let's get Devontae going in this game. Uh, they have good receivers there. Stefan Diggs is a very good receiver. I tweeted out yesterday that I can't wait to see Marcus Peters in this game. It didn't seem like Denver wanted to throw at Marcus Peters. A lot of respect for Peters and the success he's had. Well, they're going to throw at him in this game because they have Davis and Diggs, two very good receivers. Diggs is a bit of a head case, and I think Marcus Peters understands that. And I think Marcus Peters is going to bring some Oakland trash talking. I've never met Marcus Peters. I, I've never met him, never interviewed him. I've never met him once, shook his hand, and he's a Raider. I can't wait to meet the guy. But he came in from Oakland, and I remember being on the sidelines of games in Oakland when he came in as an opposing player, and he gave the fans heat the entire game. So I hope he does that in Buffalo, and we'll see what happens with Jacorian Bennett on the other side. He got by. He passed his rookie game test, but he's a rookie all year. All year long, he's going to be a rookie, and he's going to make some mistakes, but I'm okay with that. you got to work through some of the mistakes along the way, rookie mistakes, and hopefully he jumps some routes and plays well. I was just talking to Q, Q Myers, in the hallway as he's here coming up after me. Trayvon Merrick with the thumb injury, don't know what's going to happen. Remember, Nate Hobbs had the cast on the hand last year, and he was done. It was over for him. So when you have a hand injury, that's kind of tough when you play defensive back here. We'll see what happens with him along the way. And then the quiet elephant in the room, which I address with Coach McDaniels, you'll hear tomorrow, Michael Mayer and Hunter Renfro. They won a game without Trey Tucker playing, Michael Mayer or Hunter Renfro getting a target. They didn't get a target. You can't tell me Hunter Renfro is not going to get a target in two weeks. Why was he extended? Well, Hunter doesn't care about targets. He cares about winning. Great article in the paper today about that. So I like that. Hunter's a winner. He won a national championship at Clemson. He's been a pro bowler before. He wants to win. But I think this is a good game to get him going. I'm a real big believer with Jimmy on third and short. A lot of defenses on third and four, third and three are going to stuff the box. And remember, on third and three, it's really third and ten. Because on third and three, we, we line up Josh Jacobs seven yards deep. So he's got to start 10 yards, get 10 yards to get a first down. I like Jimmy rolling, rolling outside the pocket and hitting Hunter or Michael Mayer on a little short five-yard out. Just a little baby pass. Just a little one. Get down, get low, move the chains. Do that against Buffalo and eat up the clock. Time of possession, I told Bobby because Bobby will be doing the game on Sunday. Keep an eye on time of possession. This is the game where if Buffalo has the ball longer, they could win significantly. If it's even, the Raiders could win. If the Raiders have time of possession because they're running the ball, I think that's the only way they win the game. Raider Rowe, thanks for calling in San Diego. You're up next. Thank you. Hey, JT. I hope you're having a great day. Yes, sir. You know, I'm looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be a big Josh Jacobs game. Mm -hmm. You know, this past game was like a preseason game for him. 
Um, and I don't even think he's going to be full strength this weekend, but I'm looking for him to come up with three scores, you know, from inside the five. Uh, maybe we hit a big play with him. Um, and I think we're going to play off the play action, you know, and also use that to set up his run. I, I think that's the uh, approach here. You mentioned Michael Mayer. Uh, the tight end is definitely going to be a beneficiary there. That's the way we back some of their safeties and tackling linebackers off of the uh, line and give Josh a chance to break something. Uh, defensively, you know, I think what's going to stop um, Josh Allen from having a great game is number 98. You know, I'm looking for Max to come up with a, uh, a strip. I think, uh, you know, his, he's going to get his plays one way or another, or he's going to set his teammates up to get a play. And uh, that's when we start frustrating Josh Allen. We limit him as much as we can to underneath and um, setting up dangerous uh, situations for him to try to throw deep. Mm. And if we're lucky, he makes a similar mistake to last week. And again, every time we try to frustrate him, hopefully that works in our favor. And I think we come out of there with a big victory. I'm a little concerned about Devontae, but hopefully he's ready to roll. The more weapons we have on the passing game, the better it is going to, uh, the better off we'll be to get that run game going. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Appreciate JT. the call. Thank you. And again, every this is the flagship of the Raiders. Everybody should be calling in thinking the Raiders are going to win the game. You would hope, but a lot of people understand how good Buffalo is. Again, I picked Buffalo to win the Super Bowl the last two seasons. I was wrong. But they got really close. Uh, Ken Dorsey is the Bills' offensive coordinator, and he's been defending Josh Allen. According to Sports Illustrated, as you know, Allen turned into a pedestrian 29-41 for 236 yards in Buffalo's loss at the Jets. Allen's, you know, he threw the ball away, threw a lot of bad interceptions, lofty balls that were just hanging out there. Ken Dorsey said, quote, I don't think you get to this point in Allen's career if this happens every single game. Some of the best quarterbacks of all time have had multiple interceptions games. Allen's performance has led to NFL media members questioning whether or not Stephon Diggs might be interested in playing somewhere else. You believe that? God, where the hell's Diggs going to go to? Shut up, Stephon Diggs. Shut up. Or go back and play with Kirk Cousins. Go back. What, what is Diggs going to do? Demand a trade here? There's something going on with Diggs, no doubt about it, and Josh Allen. And the Raiders could feed on that. That could be the snowball effect if the Raiders win. Then I really think you could find something. The locker room in Orchard Park, New York, in the Bills' locker room will be pretty crazy if they lose to the Raiders. That's for sure. And then the Raiders have a long flight home. they got to fly from Buffalo to Las Vegas. It's going to take a while. They're going to get back, and then they'll have a little extra time for the Sunday night opener against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got a lot going on. The night before that game, I'm doing an event with Fred Bolitnikoff, and that's going to be a big deal. Whenever I have the opportunity to be with Fred Bolitnikoff, it's going to be at the Palms at the Ghost Bar, Saturday, September 23rd, from 5 to 8 p.m. It's only a $25 cover to hang out with Fred Bolitnikoff. 25 bucks on the roof of the Palms? During sunset, it's the best deal in town. So Fred Bolitnikoff, 25 bucks cover, 5 to 8 p.m. Everybody put it down. We'll do a Q&A. I got about 15 questions for Freddie on his life, his career. We're going to do it three times this year for Freddie Bolitnikoff. I'm going to celebrate Fred Bolitnikoff's life this year. He's fantastic. Gangster Raider is up next ahead of the Buffalo Bills game. Go ahead. Yeah, you was right about the um, score last week. I had us going a blowout, but you had a close one. We couldn't be no closer one point. You was right. Um, but I want to say this week, I think it depends, first of all, if um, if um, our new receiver, number 16, 
Jacoby Myers, if he clears concussion protocol, I say we win 27-17. But if he doesn't play, it's going to be a close game, a pick game. Mm-hmm. We might win by one or two points. But he's going to be the key because um, they have to defend us differently with him on the field. And as far as um, defense, I think, like I said yesterday, tackling like the first man getting to the um, player and bringing him down, that's going to be of utmost importance. And also uh, we need somebody to step up and be our um, Jordan Whitehead. I think it's going to be Marcus Peters because he has a knack for getting the ball, especially if, if Josh Allen throws it up like he was throwing it up on Monday. And also I think another thing to our advantage, not only did they play on Monday night, they played in overtime and they lost. And they lost in like a real, what's the word, a real debilitating or a real let down type of fashion, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm saying. It take a lot of emotion out of you. Right. So I think for them to lose in that type of way, the way they did, and to have to play in overtime on Monday night, then having to play us, you know, on Sunday, you know, the early game, I think mm-hmm. that's to our advantage. And like you said, I think we have six games like that mm-hmm. this year where the team we play played on Monday night, and we need to take advantage of that. I think it's the same way next week when we play Pittsburgh. I think they be coming off a Monday night. And so we need to use that to our advantage. Mm-hmm. Also because I think they're going to come out kind of be a little pumped, but then after that adrenaline from, you know, the, the home opener mm-hmm. and, the, and the Jets flying over, right. once that wear off, I think they're going to be tired. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, they played the overtime Monday night, and we need to take advantage of that. And then after overtime, I mean, after halftime, we need to just hit them with long, sustained, like drives, 15, yeah. 10, 15, drive, 10, 15 yard drives and use the running game. You know what I'm saying? And then we win. You know what I mean? That's that's all I want to say. And the Raider fans, stay in, stand up because we got a chance to go into our home opener 2 and 0. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And all I'm going to say is the Super Bowl is in Vegas. That's all I'm saying. And we can start off 2 and 0. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Keep it gangster, y'all. I'm gone. Yeah, 2 and 0 would be incredible. I didn't see 2 and 0 when the schedule came out. And now. 2-0 is feasible. 2-0 is a possibility, and go take advantage of that possibility. This is a team, Josh Allen's a hell of a quarterback. Josh McDaniel at his press conference yesterday mentioned it. He talked about it with me. He's got a lot of respect for Buffalo's quarterback. He's not just a challenge for the linebackers. Uh, he's a challenge for everybody. Um, this is one of the premier players in our league. Um, I've obviously had an opportunity to, to compete against him a number of times. Uh, he's an incredible competitor really tough um, football player. He's a football player. He's not just a quarterback. I mean, he can hurt you with his mind. He can hurt you with his arm. He can hurt you with his legs. He can hurt you with his shoulder, dropping his shoulder and running through people. Um, Wants the ball in his hands and all the got to have it situations. Uh, Just does a tremendous job of leading their football team. You know, he's a, he's a really good leader and obviously they play hard for him. So, um, you know, there's so many challenges he presents. You try to contain him, try to, you know, limit some of the production that you can. But, um, you know, he's going to make his fair share of plays, and you got to just try to make it as hard as you can on him to, to not let that get out of hand. I believe that Josh Allen is a top five quarterback in this league, anywhere from three to five. Now, the Aaron Rodgers injury, with this being being a four-time MVP, we got to take him off the list. You know, all these shows have lists now, Bobby. If I got into the business now, if I was 28 years old and got in, i just copy. i just go in and do a top 10 list every day, like these shows. Top 10, this, 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 10 to 1. My power ranking every day, this garbage. The easiest thing to do. You get a bunch of interns in a room, bagels and coffee. Come up, you. Hey, intern over there with the hat on backwards. You got to come up. Uh, give me a top 10 list, 10 to 1 on power offenses and go. 
and then the host reads it. We're in the list era of sports radio. And I, I look at these top quarterbacks in the league. Josh Allen would be in my top five. Who else would be there? Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. So I make Josh Allen in there, and then you can go down the list of whoever you want for that fifth guy. And some will jump out at you real easy. Russell Wilson is not in that category. Deshaun Watson had the ability to be in that category for a long period of time. He's not there now. Aaron Rodgers is out due to injury. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. I put him in the top five because of his legs. But Josh Allen I have there. Josh Allen is anywhere behind Mahomes and Burrow. And I think Herbert's a great quarterback. I got Herbert in the top five. He's great. He's, he's a young John Elway. He's got everything. It's going to take a lot to beat him every year. For the next 10 years, we got to face Justin Herbert. Okay, so he's going to come into every game throwing darts, and just like Josh Allen. You got Josh Allen. Now, Kenny Pickett is on our schedule, and Jordan Love. Okay, so I want, I want me some Kenny Pickett and Jordan Love games. Let's get a few of those mixed in. Anthony Richardson of Indy at the end of the year throwing Mac Jones. Right, we already beat Mac Jones of the Patriots. Give me more Mac Jones. You start throwing in these other guys. Good luck, man. They're hard. You got to you got to play great to beat a guy like the guy we're playing Sunday in Buffalo, Josh Allen, Justin and Summerlin, where it's dark out, man. You got clouds out there, Justin. I just came from there. What do you got? Yeah, dark skies, JT. Hey, uh, looking forward to this game big time. Good analysis for me. I'd never thought I'd, I'd I never would have thought I'd say this, but you got to challenge Josh Allen to beat us deep. This is going to be really predicated on how well our safety based on last week, but we got to get our best ball hawking safeties back there, disguise coverage to make it make him think that he can throw it deep. He looked like he was very stubborn, like he really wanted to force it deep. we got to hope that he'll do that again and get a turnover early, which could really rattle him. If they go underneath, I like Hobbs in the slot. The real key is going to be the defensive line and containing Allen can really break your back with those little runs he does, 10, 15-yard runs on third down to convert. we got to maintain contain with our defensive ends this week. On offense, Devontae, I think it's, I like your second strategy of, of uh, the shootout because Devontae, simple rule of math means averages become averages over time. Devontae had a pretty pedestrian week last week, last week because Patrick Sertain is really, really good. He was covering him tight. Devontae doesn't have two pedestrian weeks in a row. I think he's going to go really big. And our offensive line just seems a little bit more developed on their pass blocking. It was really good last week. So let's keep riding that better than their run blocking. Uh, so, so let's pass a lot and hope we get a turnover early. Yeah, I agree with you. Good phone call. We needed some turnovers here. Got to turn the ball over, turn it over big. Interception, fumble recoveries. Josh Allen turned it over a bunch. I don't know if he's going to do it again. Isn't it fascinating to wonder if Josh Allen's going to play super conservative and hand it off to try to get his rhythm back, or is he going to come out like a gunslinger? We're brought to you by Boyd Gaming, where locals go and watch the Raiders. You see the new TV commercials in town with Violator and the crew? They're at Boyd for the locals here in town. Once again, that was my home for a long time for Monday Night Football, and they're back as one of our proud partners, Boyd Gaming. First and 10 on the Broncos, 27. Play action again for Garoppolo. Dances in the backfield. Tosses it short to Jacobs. Stays on his feet at the 25. Breaks another tackle at the 15. And he's down the sideline. Finally out of bounds at the Denver 9-yard line. Commissario Tequila, our proud tequila sponsor. Chilled, 
any way you like it. In your margarita. My buddies drink it on the rocks and they love it. Commissario Tequila. The Maloofs and Gavin Maloof will be in studio with me next Tuesday to tell us all about it. Lee Sterling, my great friend from the headquarters in Miami, joins us from Paramount Sports. Lee, let's jump right in. This isn't the Swamp King Gators anymore. Tennessee, six and a half over the Gators of Florida here coming up in this one. How have the Gators fallen? Is it recruiting? What's happened with the Florida Gators? Well, I think next year and the year after, they're going to have some super recruits coming in as long as they can hold down the fort. But uh, until then, uh, I mean, they're just going to have to do with what they have left over. Now, compared to Miami, who just totally overhauled their roster, and Mario got in some incredible kids in the transfer portal, not the case so far with Florida. But in the first game, I mean, Graham Mercy comes over from Wisconsin they were backed up in their end zone. It seemed like almost every single possession. They had over uh, 11 penalties in the game. That hurt them. Uh, but they've dominated this series. They've won 16 of the last 18, covered 14 of the 18. When they lost last year, it was 38-33. They were right there. Even in Dan Mullins last year, Florida won 38-14. I've seen Tennessee just get totally intimidated in Gainesville, one of the toughest places to play here. I think Florida's going to run the ball on Tennessee and use that play action uh, to pick up some big first downs and move the ball here. Upset of the weekend. Wrong team favorite. Florida for one week gets the job done. 31-27 over Tennessee. Wow. Gators with the upset there at home. Kansas City, three in the hook. At Jacksonville, it'll be Jacksonville's home opener. Jacksonville's a playoff team. I think they'll win their division easily. And Kansas City's will have nine days to wallow and sit back to the loss that they had against Detroit. There's more talk about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift maybe dating than there is Patrick Mahomes. Kansas City not getting the press that I'm used to. Long travel. Jacksonville will be fired up for this game. This is the biggest game of the entire year for Jacksonville, and it's their home opener. Kansas City, a 3 a half point favorite on the road. And here's the problem. Two starting offensive linemen look like will be out for Jacksonville. Two starters and it looks like a backup. If they have any injuries, they're going to have to put in practice squad players. Are you kidding me against Kansas City? Kansas City has an underrated defense. Everyone talks about Patrick Mahomes, but they only gave up two touchdowns in the game last week. That's it. That pick six was the deciding factor. How big is Chris Jones coming back? Well, the Chiefs have allowed 20 fewer rushing yards per game the last five years when Jones is in the lineup. And also, Travis Kelsey, how big is he? Well, Patrick Mahomes was just 10 for 22 throwing the ball to his receivers in that 21-20 opening week loss. That was the worst completion percentage to wide receivers ever for Patrick Mahomes here. The right team is favored, Kansas City. 31-23. It's a big one for Jacksonville. Thanks for talking about the injuries there up front. I've been reading about that. Let's keep it going here. This is another big one here. Cincinnati, Baltimore. I thought this was supposed to be the first game for Joe Burrow. I wouldn't have started him against Cleveland. He got no work in the preseason. I thought it was reckless to have him out there. Start him in this game. And now they're a three-point favorite over Baltimore. Cincinnati, Cincinnati and the Giants. And maybe Buffalo had the worst performances in week one. How does Cincinnati bounce back? I know you're playing them minus three and a half in this game is what you got them at. And Baltimore's a good team. Both of these teams, playoff teams, fighting for the division title. Yeah, and, and Cincinnati just, just got to give them a mulligan. They just do not 
play opening week well against uh, Cleveland here. So they were up against it. They got run over. Uh, only had six first down and 82 yards passing. They punted the first seven times. They touched the ball. That'll never happen again. Uh, he just wasn't ready to play. And also the weather was a big factor. Now Baltimore all of a sudden getting injuries. J.K. Dobbins, done for the year, torn ACL. They could be down two starting offensive linemen. Now they have one really good swing guy named Patrick McCarry. But after that, they could be in trouble. They've got trouble in the defensive secondary. Injuries there. So I think Cincinnati's going to hit on some big plays here. Sometimes you've got to lay it if you want to play it. Cincinnati rebounds here. 30 to 17. 30-17. Bengals win. That's a nice win for them. And then finally, the game of the week that you have is interesting to us here in Las Vegas. Buffalo minus nine against the Raiders. Raiders coming off a win. Buffalo coming off a loss. Raiders have been back there all week, as you know, in West Virginia preparing for this game. I think the Raiders are playing with house money. We were texting about this game. This will be a fun one. Raiders have nothing to lose. Seems like a lot of pressure on Josh Allen to clean up his play here after the four turnovers. How do we get this game? I know it's your game of the week. Yeah, anyone who thought that Buffalo's going to lose that game after Aaron Rodgers went out, um, boy, they should play the lotto. You want to get this game for free. First 10 callers, get Buffalo and Las Vegas on me, 800-400-9741, 800-400-9741. First 10 callers for free. And what a week we had last week. We go 11-3. and We rate our games from 10 to 50 units. Our first 40 to 50 unit play of the year wins in the NFL. We're 62-20 and on those lifetime. You want to hop on board with what's called our world-famous Baker's Dozen, 13 games Saturday and Sunday, just $97, one place, ParamountSports.com. One of the best in the business, ParamountSports.com. Big boy radio, big boy prognosticator. Call now. You'll get the Raider game for free on top of the three games he just gave you. Have a great weekend, Lee. Appreciate you. Thanks, JT. Lee Sterling, again, if you call him now, you get that game for free. You know what the business he's in. He's in the business of picks, and that's what he does, and he's transparent. All his picks are up. So you can see him. Go to ParamountSports.com. I think you'll like him. We've been referring business to him for decades because I trust him and he's transparent. Robert in Portland, let me get you up before the top of the hour. Go ahead. Yeah, JT. Uh, I think Knox is the key for Buffalo. He just kills people. It's not like not as good as Kelchi, but I think the Diablo has to have a great game. Uh, secondly, I do think they have a chance against that O-line. Oh, uh, Cyrus, that rookie. Uh, the big kid from Florida is playing left guard. He's starting. And their tight end, of course, Kincaid, came from Utah. I think Mayer knows that kid. And I think Mayer might have a key catch or two in this game because of it. I like uh, I like it to be a real close game because McDaniels lost his last game against them in a rout uh, in that playoff game, remember, uh, a couple of years ago. That was the last time. I, I don't think – I think that left a bad taste in our coach's mind. Yeah, thank you. I think that's it. Look, everybody has emotion. You know, we've had a lot of callers in the first hour, and y'all been great talking about motivation. Who's more motivated? They're equally motivated. They're professional football players and coaches. They live and die with every game. Buffalo is highly motivated because the Wolves are at the door. Their media in Buffalo, and Mike Catalana is going to join us next, really good, been out there forever. They're questioning the quarterback, Josh Allen. We were questioning Derek Carr for how many years? How many? We were questioning Carr for years. Everybody was. Every call I took. 
was either pro car or negative car. There were never any negative Josh Allen calls in Buffalo. They love him. Until now, they're worried about him. Rumors, what's going on with him and Diggs? Is his head right? Raiding the pubs. I can't believe what PT's got going. They got a great promotion. $14 Modelo pitchers. Sink your teeth into their daily grub. They're fantastic. PT's.